time it is. It's that official time. When we take this worldwide. Let's go. So now it's time to turn it up Surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it up We all up in your area like landscape Definitely bringing you the It's a mandate that you tune in It's time to move out so we can move in And recognize that this is no illusion I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion It all started off in the book of Genesis When Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was his nemesis And when the man saw he couldn't overpower him He touched his hip but he really couldn't devour him and from that point, then we hear a name change, rearrange the game, so now we gotta change lanes. Uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam show. Let's go! Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh, turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up. Three hundred and sixty-two, ladies and gentlemen, episode. This is the Pancakes the Power Slam show. I am Chris Featherstone. Of course, we are here live and living Kelligan Funga like a monkey if you will, baby. Uh, I am <laughs> Chris Featherstone. Of course, follow us at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page, Crave Wrestling. So here's the thing. Here's the funny thing about tonight. <clears throat> Three hundred and sixty-two episodes of this Pancakes and Power Slam show. Voted number 26 in the uh, uh, top 60 pro wrestling podcasts in the world. Uh, approaching 150 different wrestling guests. Over 200 interviews. Seven years in April. Why am I saying all these credentials? Because as Jim Ross would say to Sid, we're live, pal. About an hour and a half ago, I started to um, log on and everything. And the blog talk site where I host the audio and have all the sound bites and the studio stuff, it has crashed. It, it is not, it is like totally not working at all. So I kept for the past hour and a half, I kept going back and back and back trying to create the episodes back and back and back. And it still wouldn't come up. And uh, so, of course, I am frustrated. Uh, however,. The show must go on. Uh, thank God I have suitable equipment uh, to actually do a very good plan B, uh, along with the intro song, along with uh, <laughs> along with everything else. Um, so yeah, we're we're here. We're live. Uh, we've already got questions up here. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I have my buddy. Uh, it's you know, it's funny. Uh, I've said this many times. I've I've maintained many relationships with wrestlers that I've interviewed. I've never interviewed this person. Almost seven years in the show, three hundred sixty-two episodes. But we chat uh, quite a bit uh, outside, off air nowadays. Uh, the uh, past few weeks, um, man, I've um, 
got a got a, got an acquaintance with this person, man, for from my experience with him so far. Very nice guy and uh just very uh just very upstanding person. Uh he is a doctor, if I'm not mistaken. I'll be joining him in the doctor club uh this year. Uh but uh you know he he ladies and gentlemen, if you have back problems, he's your guy. <laughs> and I and I've and I've said this many times before. Um I love when professional wrestlers and, I, and I've had many people on the show um, who can attest to this, <clears throat> I love when professional wrestlers uh, have very, very successful careers outside of the professional wrestling business. Because here's the thing: there's only certain amount of time. There's only a certain time frame that you have as a professional wrestler. Usually, the forty to the forty-five uh, year old mark. That's when you kind of <laughs> on your way to kind of like hanging it up. If you're still uh, you, your your days in the WWE or whatever big promotion you were in wasn't you know it's not it was kind of behind you. Uh, most most of the wrestling career, uh, uh, you know, ahead of you is very thin and and won't last long once you pass that forty five mark. But you know, statistically, you have. 30, 35 more years to live. So, <laughs> with that, uh, that, that makes it uh, very, very interesting um, because, you know, here's the thing. Uh, it looks like the video froze, too, so that's fine. Oh, here he is. Here he is. All right, so uh, I'm about to bring you on right here just a moment. Uh, and so, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to make this work. Okay, it looks like the video froze. We'll, we'll make this all work here in a minute. All right, so without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we made it work. The equipment that I have made it work, and ain't nothing going to bring us down, ladies and gentlemen. Here he is, Sean Stasiak. How are you tonight, sir? I'm doing well, Chris. Thanks for that introduction, and thanks for having me on. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but when you were making that intro, I actually I went completely silent, blank. I couldn't hear anything, so I had to hang up and call back. I'm not sure if you're aware that I'm having technical difficulties. And I told you earlier uh, when I first called in that you'll never meet another human being on planet Earth that will have encounter more techie issues <laughs> than me. I, I don't care what it is, an iPhone, an iPad, a laptop, mm -hmm. you name it. I go to Geek Squad, you know, Best Buy's Geek Squad. I walk in, I say, have you ever, have you ever had this problem? And, they, and they'll look at me and say, no, we've never seen this before, sir. And I say, you know, it doesn't surprise me. Uh, I say it's my spiritual frequency is so strong that it interferes with the techie, uh, techie, techie world. There you and go. So, but here we are. Yes, we are here. And it looks like the, uh, looks like the live chat uh, can hear you fine as well. Let me confirm with the live chat. Can you hear Sean well? I think you all should be able to hear him just fine and very crisp. If I'm not mistaken, I think I got everything set up right. Yep. Okay. So it looks like you, uh, they can hear you fine. All right. I'm glad, I'm glad you have a plan. I'm glad you have a plan B. It's working. Yeah, man. Listen, I, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I've had so many fun stories about this daggone show, man. And like I said, it'll be seven years in April. Um, actually, the um, the Tuesday before WrestleMania will be celebrating seven years. And so, um, yeah, with, with that seven years, man, you know, it's been, 
<laughs> I've got so many fun stories about this show of time. I've shared it on my on my podcast before. I mean, there are times where my Wi-Fi and my and my I live in a house now. I've I've been in a house for three years now, but I lived in a townhome before then. There were times like five, six years ago where my Wi-Fi was completely down. So I actually had to, I think one of the funniest stories that I have about my show is that my Wi-Fi was completely down. This is probably about six years ago, five or six years ago. Wi-Fi was completely down. So I actually had, and this was when it was just purely audio. I've been doing a video for probably a couple of years now, uh, audio and video. But when I had, I could get away with it when it was just completely audio. And so <laughs> my Wi-Fi was completely down. So I'm really, really adamant about having this show every single week. It's kind of, I kind of have like that Vince McMahon syndrome when it comes to the show must go on every single week. Uh, and I made it happen. I, it's something, and it has been. It's been 362 straight weeks that the uh that the show's been on there were a couple times where i had to miss that i had a a wonderful co-host um i had back surgery twice during that uh, seven years um and so other other thing happened i've had i've had two babies and that well actually wait uh i started march of 2012 so i've had three babies in that seven year mark a six of four and a wow. one year old <laughs> so so wow. the, the three babies and the two back surgeries uh all of that in 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 within seven years and we we've we've still had the show going every single week so the funniest part sean was i had um uh no wi-fi so i end up to, to, to adamantly make sure that the show must go on, I actually drove to a Tim Hortons parking lot, and I picked up their Wi-Fi from outside, <laughs> wow. and I did an audio version of the show live on a, in a Tim Hortons parking lot, and it gets even funnier. Uh, probably within a, probably about a half hour, twenty minutes to a half an hour into my show. All of a sudden, I see a bunch of flashing, huge flashing lights, police knocking on my car door uh, <laughs> and and uh, trying to get, you know, get my attention. So I guess uh, apparently I was called. There was a sus- suspicious car that didn't come out uh, of, of, of the car. You know, it was a suspicious car. Nobody came out of it. So, so I, gu- I guess Tim Hortons called. Police comes knocking on my door, and so the podcast abruptly ends. So <laughs> that's probably well, the funniest. Hey, at, at least you had that on air. That would make for an interesting episode. I'm yeah, sure. you know it's funny because I actually did. It's still on air. If you go in my archives, it's somewhere there. So probably if you go in the archives, probably the shortest show or one of the one of the uh, people saying the chat line, <laughs> what episode was that? Uh, okay, so if you go, it's probably I think it was either 2012 or 2013. If you go to one of the short uh, shows, uh, of course, you can subscribe on iTunes. Go on one of the short shows, click one of those, and you'll see it abruptly end. And that's the uh, <laughs> that's the short episode. That's the that's the one where the uh, police officer. Do you, you, you say you have a number? You think you'd remember that number of that episode because of 
the uh, events that took place. Yeah, it's uh, it, it whatever because the show is typically ninety minutes. Well, it's typically two hours long. Uh, the format is was ninety minutes. Now it's two two hours. But any show, if there is a if there is a show that stands out like a sore thumb from like two thousand thirteen, that's only like twenty or thirty minutes long. That's the show. That's the one that uh, the police officer, okay. <laughs> the police officers were knocking on my window. So that was. That well, was I would fun. say that you definitely had some commitment to the show, and that's uh, admirable. Uh, I, I, there's a few podcasters out in the in the sports entertainment world that they are the same have the same uh, outlook on that, and that's why mm-hmm. they've had success. I think that uh, persistency mm-hmm. and consistency will will equal. Uh, longevity you know so it's, it's great it keeps the integrity of your show so yep i commend you for that thank you sir i appreciate it all right so let's get to you man uh sean stasiak uh sean the man uh son of stan the man uh meet um whatever you want to add into it you got your your, your pms days you got your uh your, your wcw tag team champion thriller days uh man uh, <laughs> you have uh you've been around in the pro wrestling business man so you know uh I, i've been i've been a journalist for about a decade now and i <clears throat> i interviewed people i interview people all the time and i always my, my angle was to always say something different i don't like i don't really like saying oh, okay well how'd you start in the pro wrestling business i'm sure you've had plenty of interviews of people ask you that so, uh, sure. so, so the thing is, I usually ask questions that probably no one ever asks. And of course we got the live chat with the hashtag ask Sean. Um, so, so let's, let's, let's talk about just some random stuff that probably someone never asked you. So you were in w- WCW, you were in WWE uh, mm-hmm. Bischoff or Vince, who was better to work for and why? Well, I really didn't have uh, a lot of experience uh, working with Eric Bischoff uh, because at that time, from what I remember, I mean, it's been, you know, 18, 18 years mm-hmm. uh, since that time. Mm-hmm. You know, 18, 19 years, really. It's been that, I cannot believe it's already been almost wow. two decades. Wow, that's true. You so know, that was more it, Russo, it, it, right? Yeah, I worked more with Russo mm-hmm. because he... They had that angle with the New Blood versus yep. the uh, Millionaires Club, and the Millionaires Club was headed up by uh, Eric Bischoff. That was uh, so the veterans, you know. Uh, and then, of course, the New Blood was the you know the newer guys. And of course, uh, I had been with WWE for about a year. I think almost two years with training, and then being down in Memphis for uh, for for a few months before mm-hmm. I was called up to the main roster. But uh, I was considered the new blood, and, and I, I think there was just something politically or something that went wrong in the office, you know, just egos and politics, and you can, you know, you can only imagine. Uh, I was just focused on, you know, just arriving at a new company, starting a clean slate, having a, you know, have, having a new opportunity and mm-hmm. uh, resetting my career, and uh, just focusing on doing the best I could do given the opportunities I was given. Yeah. So I really didn't pay a whole lot of attention, and at that point in my career, I didn't, you know, wasn't. I was still relatively a rook, you know, I was new in the business and uh, I was just trying to learn as much as I could and get as much experience and, and exposure on TV as I could. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just was pretty much, uh, you know, did what I was told, but on the same token, I, I, I have to, I look, when I look back between the two companies, 
I have to say that I, I felt that I was uh, had a little bit better political treatment with WCW, given the fact that I was on had much more TV exposure, was included in in, in angles, uh, wore the tag team championship a couple times, traveled the world, was on all the pay per views. Uh, so that was exciting, you know, yeah. to to, uh, to have that experience. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that you were pretty over, um, and I, th- I think WCW gave you more justice than wwe um you know they when you were meat um i think that that was more of a gimmick it just didn't seem like it had a really long shelf life it seems like pms were the bigger focal points than you was and i think and i and i think just from an athleticism standpoint you, I mean, you look like a million bucks. You still do. Uh, uh, people check him out on Facebook, man. He's still uh, jacked to the max. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, it's you know, twenty plus years ago. I mean, you were just really at a. At a, at a I mean, you looked the part as far as just pushing someone. But it seems like WWE never had like longevity plans for you. I mean, w- was there ever something that? Was in the books that that they were trying to uh, brew up or, or trying to trying to book you for, and it never came into fruition, or was it just a bunch of empty promises? I mean, what necessarily happened? I mean, what what specifically happened as far as just your career as meat in the WWE? You know, honestly, Chris, your your guess is as good as mine. I, I don't know. I look back at that stage of my life and. You know, I wasn't real overly pleased with that gimmick. I, I didn't have any pride in it. I was, you know, I was new in the business. Uh, I had anticipated my pretty much my all my teenage life and young, you know, adult life, college, you know, and young in my early 20s. I was anticipating that I would make a run for professional wrestling. I was an amateur wrestler, very mm-hmm. competitive through high school and Division One in college, you know, for Boise State University. Uh, you know, and, and so I was, you know, I became i was always a fan of course being influenced by my dad you know being raised around the business of course he had been retired for many years and i and so when he when he retired in 84 of course the business started to make a turn and change and so then when i was a teenager i got into it and watched a lot of it uh, with my buddies in high school and we you know working out in the gym and you know you kind of i had your favorites and and i was inspired by uh you know quite a few of the wrestlers the ones that had the better bills and the larger than life you know comic book characters come to life with the face paint you know the ultimate warrior sting the road warriors so um you know i i just but i anticipated that i would be sean stasiak would be you know being the lineage that i came from mm-hmm. you know a second generation wrestler maybe with a twist on it with a with a, a little bit of, uh, you know, sizzle and, and glitz to it somehow. Uh, you know, it's just boring to say you're a second-generation wrestler. Okay, right. big deal. What does that mean? <laughs> right. You know, so, but but the, you know, out of respect, I mean, that the, the lineage is there, and you embrace that, but mm-hmm. to have your own, to make your own name, be your own man. And that was my plan. And so when I was given the character Meat, that just came from, I, I honestly, I was I was very disappointed. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. You know, after all these years of anticipation, all the amateur years of wrestling, all the working out, all the years of watching my dad and being raised around guys like Andre the Giant in your house and mm-hmm. Ric Flair and Harley Race and Rocky Johnson and these wrestlers, Roddy Pipers. You know, I lived in Portland, Oregon for years of my early uh, childhood, and I was exposed to that Don Owens promotion 
in the you know in the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. And so I had this I had this um, built-in you know lineage in this um, I don't this my own personal experience around that business. And then to be called a one-word stupid gimmick name yeah. called Meat, I didn't know what it even was. Yep. So I wasn't. But you know, then someone had pulled me aside and said, "Look, Sean, it's like it's no different than being an actor." You, you got a role in a movie or a TV show, and you're in a few series, and just play the character best you can. Just get the experience. You don't. You're not going to be meat forever. It'll turn around. So I just I went by that and did the best I could, and, I, and that's how I looked at it. But looking back, it, I, I you know, it's it's just a it's a stupid gimmick, and I just took it for what it was and tried to do the best I. I could with given the circumstances, given what I, I was given. Very true. I think that's well said. And I think you really, I think you bring a really, really good point as far as just <clears throat> the second generation wrestler. I think it's kind of like you're a bridge, you're a bridge between, you know, just the generation before you and creating something different, you know? And I think, you know, someone like a, like yourself or someone like a, uh, um, like a Joe Hennig, uh, you know, aka you know Curtis Axel, you know, I think, I think when you because he was like Michael McGillicuddy, you know, coming into uh, the main roster, and it's like, it's like when you completely dismiss the lineage, you know, he's a third generation wrestler, you know, and, and when you right. just when you completely dismiss the lineage, to me that makes absolutely no sense uh, because. You can use that lineage and create something different, create something new. Uh, that's why, you know, I got to give kudos to someone like a Cody Rhodes, right? Because uh, sure. because he used the Rhodes uh, lineage of, of his dad, Dusty, one of the greatest of all time. And there's hardly anything to compare with him and Dusty other than the lineage. You know, he kept the Rhodes name, he kept the Rhodes lineage, and he did something real big, you know, about it to, to really become his own. And I, I I personally think that you could have done that. I mean, I think if WWE could have, you know, would have gave you the go-ahead, I, I definitely think that you had the look and the ability, the wrestling ability to do it. And, and I definitely think, I, I agree with you, I, I think that that wasn't a, a really good uh, chance to, <laughs> to to really use the lineage uh, and bridge that to create your own identity with that lineage. So, yeah, I, I, I yeah, agree with that. Chris, you brought up an interesting point that just actually stemmed an idea for just right here listening to you. Uh, it's funny how that works. So just hearing you, and I just was thinking about Rhodes. And I was thinking about like Dustin Rhodes, Gold Dust, mm-hmm. and he played. And I'll be honest, you know, I understand characters. I understand, uh, you know, the fictional, the, the the fiction aspect of professional wrestling. It's the theatrical. I, I appreciate that, and I and I embrace that aspect. Uh, I really do. I think the problem is. Now with Goldust, for instance, I thought he, he was a that's a very successful overall, a successful character over the years. You know, mm-hmm. it might have faded off. It's had its moments. It's kind of come back and reinvented itself, more of a comical character. But in the beginning, it was it touched a raw nerve. It was very uh, it was new. People yep. weren't used to something like that. Uh, um, I, I don't know what I guess uh, I don't know what his I guess people were I guess a homophobic button is what they were touching with that whole that character. But I yeah, but more it like worked. androgynous type of type of deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, but it worked, uh, and, and because he did have success with it, people still knew him deep down uh, as Dustin Rose, the, one of the sons of Dusty yep. Rose, yep. the late great legendary Dusty Rose. So I don't think that hurts somebody like 
uh, Dustin, because because it was a success. I think that if you try a, a gimmick that's like like you said, McGillicuddy or meat, right, and it's a it's a, an absolute fail. Mm-hmm. Um, that, it might have been entertaining. Inter- you know, meat had its entertaining moments. When I look back at some of the some of the content, I think it's. I look at it now in my stage of my life now with the spiritual awareness I have now, and just be, you know, just being older, looking at that, it's just, it's, it's, it's so close to home, meaning it's so familiar to me, but yet it's so foreign at the same time. It's kind of an odd thing when I watch it, but, but anyway, um, because it wasn't uh, as huge, uh, as big, obviously, it wasn't successful like a like a gold dust character. That's why I think it was difficult for when I did try to bring Sean Stasiak. Cause they gave me that. It says just be Sean Stasiak, but no one cared. There, there was no reason to care. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't really give me much to work. Now I'm talking about WWE. Right. And again, I'm, and I'm not making it like pointing fingers and making this about, wow, poor Sean and have a sap story here. No, it's just the facts. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't given a real opportunity for fans to even give a crap about me. Like, why would they care? Right. I think fans were waiting for something to happen. Give me a reason, give me a reason to care. Put me in an angle or a storyline, whether I'm a heel or a face, you know, beat the crap out of me and, and, and create sympathy for Sean Stasiak. Or let me turn into a, a complete jerk, and um, we're going to keep this PG-13, right? Mm-hmm. Is this PG show? PG show, <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, so, you know, or we could turn him into a, 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 a lethal heel, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and tick everybody off. So the, the thing was that the time that I came around as Sean Stasiak, uh, I just felt that there was, they didn't really give me much to, for people to really care. Whereas Goldust was a successful character. I also think, though, that he could easily just take the face paint off, show up to the ring, cut a promo. And he might have done this before. I don't know. Correct me if I'm, if I'm mistaken here. But he could easily do that and, and cut a real shoot promo. Saying, I'm Dustin Rhodes. I'm, I'm son of legendary Dusty Rhodes. I've been painting my face for all these years. And you know what? That I might do my family. Ju- you can do all kinds of storylines and angles and, and cr- create a real shoot that is believable because it's, a, it's an extension of him. It's mm-hmm. really Dustin Rhodes. Yeah, so I think that if you had success, if you have success with those other characters, those gimmick characters, I think that you can you can transition back to being the real person, the man behind the face yeah. painter, behind the gimmick. Yeah. Uh, whereas it's harder if you fail that something. Now you're you know now you're trying to come back as uh, and embrace your uh, reality uh, of who you are. I think that's a fantastic point. And and even with even with Dustin, he was in the WWE as Dustin Rhodes before Goldust. You know, he had the he had the late 80s, you know, run with uh with Dusty. You know, when when uh, Dusty was um um, you know, did did his WCW um run. Well, well WCW run and so yeah. he so he already established himself in WCW as the natural and and things like that and yeah, then so when I he came, that. yeah so when sure. he came to go so when he came to the WWE I believe it was 95 when he debuted he already had about a good 5 years of Dusty's boy you know what I mean he already had that kind of like in his back sure. pocket going into WWE so you know I was uh, and, and when when he debuted um, in WWE, I was in high school, and I remember, you know, because I remember the eight, nine, ten-year-old days when I remember Dusty's boy, Dustin, you know, the natural, you know, what I mean, and and yeah. seeing him as Goldust, it made it even more shocking 
because I was like, wait a minute, yeah. that's Dusty's boy. You know, and, and, and yeah. the, the fact that he already cemented that for about a good five years of his career and just went totally left. I think that helped him a yeah. whole lot because if he would have just came in as Gold Dust, I don't think it would have been as successful as already having five years as, you know, Dusty's boy and just yeah. going completely different, which I think that really helped us helped us uh the longevity of gold dust oh absolutely and, and dustin is just a great i mean he, i think he's one of the best performers like ever i mean just mm-hmm. i don't think i, I think he's underrated i think he's not uh, acknowledged for as good of a talent that he is yep. uh just everything he does is so smooth and his transitions his bumps his selling his moves everything i mean he you know, and, and because and that's just a testament of, of his skill level to be able to take that far left gimmick and to really run it, you know, and, and have success with that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, earlier I had made the point that because he had success and he'd be able to, to, to be himself and have success with that, I guess it really it doesn't matter which comes first, you know, the chicken or the egg. Uh, I think if you're just I think if you're just talented, you have the talent and you have that, you know, built within you, but you're given, it just, it really depends on what the company, the writers, the decision makers are, what, what creative, what, what creativity, what creative control do you have to be able to uh, exude your, your care? So meaning if, you, if you're given a platform, whether you're a gimmick character or you're just uh, an extension of the reality of who you really are as a person, as long as you're given angles and storylines and an opportunity to, uh, and some time in the support behind behind all that. Yep. Give it six months, eight months, and then it gives people a reason to care. And you can develop if you have the talent and you have the support of the company. You, you're going to have success no matter if it's a gimmick character or it's a it's a reality extension of of your reality of who you are. I, that, so I think that's and so with Dustin's case, you know, it didn't. He, he was just da- that damn good. He was able to have success with with whatever he did. You yeah. know, he was he was uh, he still is. I mean, <laughs> still. Man, I'm, I'm like, man, you know, for someone his age, you know, he can still move someone 20 years oh, yeah. younger than he is, for sure. And, yep. And Cody and Cody and Cody's a great worker too. You know, he's oh, yeah. uh, that, okay. that it's just some families just have that in their blood. I mean, look at look at the uh, Jones, John Jones brothers. That family, those two, uh, his brothers are, are are badass football players in the NFL. And uh, you got John Jones love him or hate him he's the best man that's ever done it you know in mm-hmm. mma so yeah, some they just some some people just have that blood lineage man it's just true. uh deep in the roots <laughs> very true uh laurinitis is as well you know you got uh yep. joe and james and you know so yep, yep i agree with you all right so let's uh ask some questions from the peanut gallery here um some some just some flash questions here i got some really really good ones here stored up for you um uh, the, the, the live chat room is is lit <laughs> and some great conversation going on here. Hashtag ask Sean. And let's start with the first question from Rob. What was going through your mind when WCW closed and who informed you you were headed to work for WWE and when? So a three parter all toward the same okay. point. Good question. Yeah, uh, my mindset at the time, honestly, was I felt good. Uh, I had been away from WWE for uh, about a year, maybe a little bit over a year. Or was it even a year? Uh, 
God, you know, yeah, about a year, just mm-hmm. under a year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I had, like I said, I had honed my craft uh, better. I had more experience. I had more TV time. I had traveled the world. I was coming into my own uh, more and more. And I, of course, you know, the feedback was positive. I was still, you know, you, you never stop learning. But um, I felt good with my chances going. Uh, I, I knew that there was talk about WWE, you know, buying the company. Uh, but honestly, I only wanted to work for one company in my, my entire life, and that was the WWE. And the only reason I went to WCW was because I really didn't have a choice because of an unfortunate um, rib that went bad and cost me my job. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, you know, people know I'm synonymous with the tape recorder incident. I've, I've shared the reality of that story a million times, and you can just play back and <laughs> archive that. And I'm not afraid to talk. I used to be uh, irritated by that question, but I just realized that, you know, it's going to be always, always following me around. But the, the reality is it's just a rib that went bad, cost me my job. And um, I had to go to WCW because I still had a passion and a love for the business. And that was the only big company that, that was around at the time where I could have gone to Japan, but I wanted to stay on American soil. So I went there, they gave me an opportunity and, um, I had, a, I thought I had a great year. It was fun. Uh, work with Kevin Nash, diamond Dallas page. I had a battle Royal, um, one night it was a, with all those legends in there. It was just, I was like a kid in a candy store, Ric Flair, sting, Lex Luger, macho man, Randy Savage mm. to, to just, uh, to take a chop just to get, just to get tossed over the top rope by, by the macho man was an honor. You know, Hulk Hogan got to work with him a little bit. So it was a great experience for me. Uh, and I'm very, very grateful, uh, feel very blessed that I, I feel blessed that the WWE gave me my opportunity, my initial, um, you know, that, that platform to start out on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel very grateful that WCW gave me their opportunity. And then being taken back by WWE, uh, I, I wasn't surprised, and I think I knew within the first week or two, I think the agent at the time was Johnny Laronitis, and, and he stayed in contact with, with um, you know, the, the younger crew at least. Uh, kind of took, uh, we were kind of assigned to him, so that was my point of uh, communication. And he said, yeah, things look good, and, and I felt good about it, and I thought that, you know, bygones would be bygones, and everyone realized that what had happened when I got released from there the first time, it was just a... No wrongful intent whatsoever. Just played a joke on a couple guys that went wrong, got taken the wrong way, and it blew up. And uh, I got fired because of it from my dream job with WWE. Mm-hmm. And um, I was coming, I was coming back home. That's where I wanted to be anyway. And I was like, you know, I anticipated that day we're going to say, okay, Sean learned his lesson. He learned the hard way. Went away for a year, honed his craft, got better. We're going to take him back. Now we're going to make money and do something with him. Mm-hmm. That never came. Yeah, <clears throat> that's unfortunate. Next question, uh, how did the WCW locker room treat you and the rest of the um, NBT, National Born Thrillers, okay, <laughs> MBT and National Born Thrillers when you were there? Any stories of issues between you or your stablemates having problems with any other talent? Okay, so the question is, how was I received in the WCW locker room when, mm-hmm. I, when I went there? Yeah. Oh, you know, I was received well because I, I, I went to the power plant for about a month. Uh, I, I think the reason why, I'd, now, with the Natural Born Thrillers, that was Sean O'Hare, uh, Mark Jindrak, Chuck Palumbo, Mike Sanders, a guy named Reno, um, Kiwi. I can't remember their other first names, but um, I'm drawing a blank. But anyway, all those guys, you know, they, they 
they embraced me. They brought me in. Uh, they accepted me. I, I busted my ass for a month, and I think what it was was a proving ground. Even though I had been in the business and on TV, uh, I had a little more experience than those guys because they hadn't. I think they had, some of them might have been on some of the smaller shows, like uh, equivalent to like a, a Sunday Night Heat with WWE. I think it was called uh, Saturday. I don't even know what it was called. It was one of those Saturday WCW shows, Saturday you know? Night. Yeah, stuff like that, those kind of shows, mm-hmm. and um, which were great. They were on TV, and they were great experience, you know, for, for them to get experience. And it, it was a show, TV show, which was great, but uh, it wasn't what like Nitro or, or like Raw is with WWE. Right. But still, um, I think Palumbo had a few matches, and and uh, uh, maybe a couple of the other guys. But yeah, they they you know what I when I got there, I I was uh, taken in, accepted. But I think the first few days they were just kind of kind of literary maybe because of what they had heard. And, you know, it's a, it's a small uh, world, that business, yeah. uh, the, you know, news travels everywhere. And so I think I was just tested and they tested me physically. And, um, you know, I passed all the tests. I mean, I, I, I come from a division one wrestling background and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I went through some of the, the, the most rigorous, uh, hardest types of training you could ever even fathom. And I'm so glad. And, and I feel very blessed and grateful that I've had that experience because that's been, the glue that's kept me together all these years up to this very day. I'm mm-hmm. so glad I had my amateur wrestling and, and, and of course having the, the wellness and fitness lifestyle that I've led to be 48 and to still be, you know, it's been the glue that's kept me together, but that was what uh, got me through that, that power plant. And uh, I, I created a coalition with these guys, became friends. And then when they called uh, us up to uh, the main roster with the WCW new blood, uh, angle i was part of that and then of course palumbo and i were paired up and we kind of just things just went on from there you know we were now on the main roster and storylines changed gimmicks changed and it might not have been the best writing and it might not have been the too many chiefs not enough indians so to speak but you know at the end of the day i was just happy look i was getting a paycheck i was making better money than i was with wwe i was on tv more I, i was getting way more experience getting mic time i mean how it was it was great it was great for me. It was a great experience. That's awesome. I just wish that that was on the WWE platform because that's what, like I said, that's the only company I ever wanted to work at. And I always anticipated my young life that that's what I would have done. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good stuff, man. Uh, let's see. Next question from Malti. What's your favorite moment as a wrestler and watching uh, your dad wrestle? What is uh, so that a two part question? Yep. What is my favorite moment? Yep, your favorite moment as wrestler okay. and watching your dad wrestle. Okay, well, you know, there's it's. I'm just trying to think here. You know, this is a moment that I'm going to share a, a bit of a markout story, and this is a moment that was never televised or captured on TV. I would say the best match that I ever had was a house show, two house shows back-to-back in New York with Chris Jericho, nice. and they were house shows, and they were never televised. And what made those so, so fun and, and so exciting was that he was so over as a face, and I was a heel. But at that time, again, this is when I made my uh, second tenure with WWE, I was part of this alliance group, you know, with the Stone Cold Steve mm-hmm. Austin alliance thing and WCW invasion angle. And people didn't really, I wasn't isolated enough as a character for people really to care at that moment. You know, I was hoping that something was going to come around. Anyway, they put me in a match with uh, Jericho, and everything I did, they booed me out of the building. It could have been a punch, 
uh, getting over on him on, a, on some kind of a move. He'd bump for me, they'd boo. Whenever he chopped me, did this, punched me, kicked, whatever, they would pop. And it was just the, the, the crowd reaction. And I finally was like, wow, this is what that's like. Yeah. Like every, every move, it was just such a crowd reaction. And the time that, and we went back and forth. And, you know, he gave me a lot, man. Threw him out of the ring, beat the crap out of him, um, got my heat. But when it was time to turn it around and when I was in the walls of Jericho, that place was definitely loud. And um, I'll tell you one thing. That don't hey look if someone ever put you like really in the walls of Jericho, or that move that reverse uh, crab, uh, that 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 particular maneuver, I'm telling you, cinch down on that. That could snap someone's back. That, you can hardly breathe. So uh, the key is don't get in that thing. Yeah. Stay away from it. That's a good point. But um, yeah, but that was that was like a highlight for me because I remember. The, the biggest thing was when you go backstage and you had guys like William Regal, who's very highly regarded as a technician and just well-respected in that business. Yeah. Uh, and then, the, and then Mark Calloway, uh, the undertaker yeah. come up to you, look you in your eyes and shake your hand and say, that was a heck of a performance you guys put on tonight, man. I'm really proud of you. Or that was a great match. That's, that was great to hear. That's, you know, coming from not only your peers, but some of the highest regarded peers in that, locker room in, the, in that business yeah. so that was a that was that was a cool moment for me um but you know what okay so the mark out story I, I think you guys will appreciate this so who who didn't grow up watching hulk hogan and, and, and had a bit of whether you whether you're a, a heel fan or you or you cheer for the the, the baby faces who doesn't like hulk hogan right mm-hmm. so you know i'm sitting in the locker room i have this planet stasiac character which WWE and I just could not get that right. That that never translated how it was supposed to be. But anyway, I'm in my I'm in my Planet Stasiak gear. I got my hair spiked up. I got my my gear on. And there's Hulk Hogan in the uh, op, across the the locker room in his own little corner there. And it's just him and I. And we're just kind of shooting the breeze a little bit. And and all of a sudden, some some uh, camera guy comes in and says, "He goes, Hulk, you're on next. You're on next." And this commercial break, and he's like barely laced his boots and now he's like, oh, he, he, he's a WWE champion at this time or WWF. I guess it was WWE back then at, the, at this, at this point, mm-hmm. this would have been like 2002. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we have been WWE. So anyway, he's like, he, he's looking around, like he's got to put this belt on right around his waist. And he, he's looking, he's like, Sean, he called me meat man. Hey, meat man, brother, can you come over here and put this belt on me? No problem. Hulk. I came over, put, you know, strapped it up. Cause you got to snap it from the, you know, from the backside. I snapped that belt on, and there's a mirror there, and he was just kind of checking himself out last minute before he went out to the ring, make sure his garb everything looked right. And I was standing there in my Planet Stasiak, you know, garb, mm-hmm. and it was just it was, it was like a Kodak moment where, you know, it was just cool to to see the reflection in the mirror, Hulk Hogan with the WWE or WWF Championship belt that I just helped him out and put that on his waist. And I'm standing there, and I was like, "Wow, here's a guy who was a, you know, a kind of a teenage high school idol of yeah. mine, you know, kind of one of my heroes." And it was just that moment, that split second, where I was like, "Wow, this is really cool." And no one saw that; it was just him and I. And wow. that was probably one of my more favorite moments. That was a, maybe a three second memory, but it was something that I always held near and dear to my heart because uh, because of the impact and the influence Hulk Hogan had on me as a, as a young boy growing up. That's really cool, man. I'm about to, yeah, that's, I, I think of stuff very 
psychological, mental, because uh, I'm about to be a doctor in psychology. So that's that's called an impact moment, you know. And so, um, you know, like, for instance, it's, uh, you know, someone who's like 70 years old, you know, they wouldn't um they they don't remember you know what they ate yesterday but they rem- remember back in 68 and what what where they was to the you know to the minute when it was announced that Martin Luther King died you know what i mean so uh yeah. you know those those things the, there's certain there's certain things that will just you'll take with you you know forever and those are those are the the impact moments and so yeah <clears throat> good stuff man um, and, I, and to answer the question about my father, it's hard to answer because I had so many highlights with him. You know, he was, uh, I looked up to him, you know, um, you know, f- figuratively and, and, and physically looked up to him mm-hmm. and as a kid growing up. But I would say that, you know, anytime he was, I, I have a lot of memories of when we lived in Portland, Oregon, where Don Owens had that territory, the Pacific Northwest territory. And whenever Andre came into town, they always seemed to put my dad in, in tag matches with him. Um, so that was always fun to see. Uh, I remember, you know, I met Dwayne Johnson, the rock when his dad came through the territory in Portland and my dad and, and, and Rocky Johnson wrestled. Of course, uh, Dwayne and I hung out in the, uh, what's called, what was called the crow's nest, mm-hmm. In, in Portland where all the wrestlers did their interviews and where the cameras were, where the commentating table was, and they would put the wrestlers, you know, immediate family there. And that's where I met uh, Dwayne, you know, and, and so nice. um, I remember when the, the matches were over and everyone cleared out, then all the kids would jump in the ring like a playground and, and uh, Dwayne and I just kind of played around the ring as, as kids where I think I might've been, I think I was 10 or 11. He would have been, nine or so I'm, a, I'm about a year and a half older but mm. um but but any but anytime my dad you know when i think when they put him with billy jack haynes and they won the pacific northwest tag team titles or when he he won i think a, a tag team title with roddy piper uh i think that was those were the highlights of, of me watching my dad uh and then you know if my dad had been the reason why they won the match it usually he, he'd end the match with a, his infamous heart punch you know, and the place would go nuts and it would be definitely loud in the arena. So um, I have a, a number of, of good memories of my father watching him perform. Nice, nice. Well, Max, uh, about two or three more just to, you know, respect your time, just like, you know, like I said, I was going to do. So um, let's see. Mahmoud is asking, uh, what is it like uh, being retired after leaving WWE? And what made you decide to hang up your wrestling boots? Well, uh, you know, life outside of wrestling has been, it's had its challenges because I've been away from mainstream, you know, wrestling, WWE, since 2002. So we're we're climbing in on, it'll be 17 years. I I can't believe it's been that long. Um, You know, I I always had two aspiring careers. Um, As a a young man growing up, I I wanted to take after my, my father. Uh, in, in, in getting to the professional wrestling business, which I did. And the other was to become a chiropractor. And so, you know, in 2002, they, I was just frustrated because they weren't using me. Uh, they were just using me to, to, you know, put other guys over and build other, other people. And I just didn't feel the love, didn't feel the support. I was very discouraged. And um, I, I did the best I could, given what I was given, to, to try to, you know, uh, improve my work, improve my 
my my I didn't have it really any mic time and I really didn't have an opportunity to really hone my skills you know and again yeah. I'm not trying to make this into a sap story but I was frustrated and I was very discouraged and I thought you know I just need to get away from this I, I for a while and so my release just came um, and I, I knew at that point I said I'm not gonna try to go to Japan I'm not gonna try to work my way through the Indies and work back that WWE again I'm gonna go pursue the chiropractic career and see if I can actually do that and that's exactly what I did. And so, um, in the 13 years that I've been in practice and, and been a you know practicing chiropractor here in the Dallas Fort Worth area, I will say that that's had its challenges too. And this is what's going to lead me into this next chapter I'm about to share here. But uh, I love helping people. Uh, there's nothing more liberating and fulfilling when when someone you can make the difference in someone's lives and ch change the the course of their lives through health and wellness. And in my case, I have he a healing art in my hands. I'm a, I take pride in my adjusting. I'm a good adjuster. I'm a good communicator. And I've made those changes, but there's been something missing for me for many years. And I've even knocked at the door a few times at WBE. I, I do keep, I pride myself into staying in, in uh, as best shape as I can year round. Um, some people go as far as saying I look better now than I did, you know, 18 years ago. I don't recover as quick, I'm sure. I'm, I'm you know, 8 to 17 years older. But, again, like I mentioned earlier in this interview, um, that I the glue that's kept me together all these years is the wellness and fitness, and, uh, you know, that lifestyle, and that includes chiropractic. But just being in an office isn't, I feel like a lion salivating, you know, <laughs> wanting to tear through the bars and roam the jungle. Mm. And so just being, look, just being an entertainer, is not going to be fulfilling enough because I've been on this self, uh, this self um, learning journey uh, with with just learning about myself as a man and the world and my uh, you know spirituality and and whatnot and trying to find true purpose and real meaning and why I'm even here and and so I've I've dug deep and I've done a lot of soul searching and you know I've had time to reflect back on my life as a man in my career as a as a wrestler my career as a chiropractor just myself as a man. And I'm actually at a crossroads right now where I've, I finally have realized that everything I've done in my life, I've had, I've had successes, I've had a lot of failures, I've fallen flat on my face, but I, um, I still, I always pick myself up somehow, some way, I dust myself off because I feel like I know that there's something greater than all these chapters that I might have felt, felt that I fell short of, you know? Mm -hmm. I feel I've felt for years as a, a like a failure in, in professional wrestling because I didn't make it to the pit when I when I was a teenager and said if I ever make the WWE I'm going to be a multi multi time WWE champion I'm going to be in the Hall of Fame I'm going to be a multi millionaire in that business I'm going to be regarded as one of the best that was my mindset so you know you you come from that kind of lineage and family uh, that blood and you don't you'll get there, uh, you know, you question yourself. And I've done this with other things in my life, you know, uh, with my amateur wrestling career, fell short on a couple goals there. Um, you know, even in my chiropractic career, there's, you know, I've had success, but there's also been some, some, some speed bumps too. So what I'm trying to say is that you can look at the, the, the cup as half empty uh, and really beat yourself up. But what I've learned is that, you know what, life is really a journey, not to sound cliche, and I really believe that the lo as long as we're here, as long as we can, we know that we can learn from the previous chapter and pick ourselves up and, and know that we're going to give everything we have and, and work the best that we can for the next chapter. We're only as good as our last chapter. Mm -hmm. So for me, all these chapters that I have uh, 
that I've these hats that I've worn: professional wrestler, chiropractor, fitness enthusiast. I've come up with a, a an anti-bullying, anti-crime um, theatrical character by the name of Phobia, and it means you know, phobia means fear. But my my message is. Face your fear, overcome your fear, and take your life power back. And um, most people live in, um, in you know, they, I think, Chris, when you think it's safe to say that most people live, most people live, uh, feeling very unfulfilled. They have unfulfillment in their lives. They're waking up every day uh, to an alarm clock, going to a job they can't stand, but they yeah. feel stuck because they have to pay the bills. They've got to keep the lights on. They've got to put food on the table. They've got families. They've got kids, right? But what's keeping them stuck? It's fear. Their fear, is, their fear of failure. Their fear of rejection. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I created this theatrical character that's a depiction of me and all the facets of my life that I have had fears and have had to face and, and have challenges. And so I finally realized that being, a, being Dr. Sean's great, uh, and I'll always have my hand in the, in the chiropractic and, and wellness industry because that's just my lifestyle. And I'm going to always encourage that lifestyle and, and, and help you know, if I can help motivate, inspire, whatever I can do to help people uh, live a more enchanting, vibrant life, I'm going to do that. Uh, but being in an office 24/7 is not. It's you know, it's not. It's not my. Um, I don't think it's my my strongest point. Um, and just being an entertainer, I am a performer. There's no doubt. I love to entertain. I love to make people laugh. Love to put a smile on your face. But that, if I just did that all the time, that wouldn't be fulfilling. So I finally realized, what is it? that I need, that I feel I was called upon to do that my, all my life chapters, what has led to this next great chapter that will be your legacy? And that is simply being a voice. It's being a messenger. And I guess in essence that would be a speaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I have done uh, quite a bit of this, but I'm taking it to a whole new level now, and I'm, I'm finding my own niche, and I'll have my own unique dynamic way of expression of the points that I'll cover. But that is really where my life is at now. I'm at a crossroads uh, with that, and I am uh, very excited uh, and feel very liberated that I finally connected with this notion that, um, look, I'm never, I'm not, I stay in shape, and I'm always, people say, would you ever go back to, to, to wrestling? Look, I'm always open for the right business. If, if, the, if the business details are right, it makes sense for them, it makes sense for me, and the storyline's right, I'm, I'm, all, I'm open to that. But I'm certainly not waiting by the phone, yeah. you know, to ring. Um, and and I, I want, I'm going to do something that has merit, substance, and purpose in anything I do. I don't want to waste a company's time, and I'm not going to waste my time. Mm-hmm. And especially at my age now, too, you know. So, uh, meaning, it, it would have to probably be, you know, I'm an older vehicle, but it still has, we still got a few miles on this baby. We can still get to some destinations. We just got to mm-hmm. take care of it. Yeah. Just take care of it and be smart. And we can, we can and it would be, you know, it would be a shame I've said this for years. There's never been a father-son duo in the WWE to ever become champion. I really legitimately can still be the first. And I'm knocking the door, and I promoted this. And, Chris, you've probably seen some of this on my social media. I play with it. I have fun with it. But I really thought about it. I said, you know, it's kind of a shame that, that it, hasn't been, it hasn't been used yet. Because, honestly, whether I would attain that or not, just the storyline itself, the message is this. Never give up, mm-hmm. and if you have a dream or a vision, just go after it. Don't be attached to the outcome. Live every life. Every day is the blessing. Every day, the journey is the blessing. Every day that you're trying towards something 
is is motivating and inspiring others to get off their butts and and try and go after something. Because if you don't try, nothing will ever happen. Right. So whether that happens, <laughs> so whether I attained that or I didn't, it's just the mere fact that that's the objective, that's the goal, that's the reason why um, I, I I've made a return. And it's the message I'm sending is, you're never too old. You're never too old for 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 uh, don't don't buy into that I'm too old business because it's not true. You know, there's limitations. You, you, there comes a point where you are too old, sure. But I don't think in my late 40s and being, you know, in, if you take care of yourself and you, you, you live a, you know, a, a, a vibrant life, uh, I, I don't think, I, I think that, uh, you know, being in, in your late 40s, you know, if, you're, if you do it right and take care of yourself, I think it can still be done. Mm-hmm. So anyway, life out of wrestling, it's been one of those things where, I miss certain elements of it, but I don't miss a lot of things of it. But I'm always open for the right business. And um, that was a long, long response, but I just wanted to get that out there. Yeah, get it out, man. I I agree with you as far as goal setting, man. I always tell people, you know, my thing is, my philosophy is even if you don't make goals, you've reached your goal of failing to set goals. So no matter what, it's 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 still a goal. It's still it's still a goal that's being set, even if it's indirect. So um, if you have nothing to look for, you you failed to set goals. So that's still you still have made Absolutely. your goal. So so yeah. Um, well, I'm gonna respect your time, Sean. I know that uh, you you had an audible uh, for for. Um, as far as work related, that uh, is only going to give you a few hours of sleep. Um, we did talk about a part two. Uh, there's a lot of questions here that are unanswered at this point. So, man, I would love to uh, bring you back on the show uh, as we discussed before we went on air. Absolutely, Chris. Yeah, let's definitely do a part two. I, um, Yeah, the audible was... Uh, <laughs> You know, it was a last-minute call mm. to uh, to go to, to go cover um, some patients at a clinic tomorrow. So yeah, I'm gonna put the Dr. Sean hat on tomorrow. Um, I do want to say one last thing before I close out tonight. Sure. I don't know if you ever heard of I don't know if you ever heard of decompression. Have you heard of decompression for like uh, lumbar and, and cervical discs? <laughs> I have, I have i uh i've been through two back surgeries my my last one was april of last year i'm actually in my fifth rehab um stint right now have you have you ever tried decompression i have yeah did it did it work for you or help you um mildly um the surgery is what worked the most because it I actually had to get a fusion they had to f- uh, fuse my uh, l5s1 um, okay. So, so right now, um, and you know, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna bug you because you know you're, you're a doctor when it comes to chiropractic care. So, uh, I'm going through my fifth rehab to recover from the fusion, and so uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna bug you when it comes to uh, Q and A when it. <laughs> when oh, it absolutely, absolutely, and, and the reason why, and here's the thing, Chris. I just learned this myself recently. I'm actually getting involved with a couple doctors uh, with a business project for, for in, in the decompression space. Mm-hmm. And I was doing what I thought was called decompression at, a, at another chiropractic office, but I learned to these guys who are uh, they're experts at this. And a lot of these chiropractic places or these health um, 
or you know wellness clinics or whatever to have the decompress. They're just traction machines. And so I'll get into it a little bit more maybe on the next uh, show or you in private. Mm-hmm. But I learned that the 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 dr the dx R nine thousand. It's a particular machine that really is truly decompression, and basically, it's set up in a way that augments the angle um, and degree of pull with the area that's actually. It's very specific. Meaning, traction tables when they do the pull is pulling from uh, north to south, and it's kind of well, let's just swing for the fences and hope for the best. And what happens is you end up getting your um, your back muscles, like your rectus spinae muscles, start to cramp up and spa- spasm. If you, I don't know if you ever got off the table, you'd actually feel worse sometimes. So, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, man, it's like medieval times, you know, just stretches you. This this machine are like little spaceships. These are amazing. And so, I just recently am getting involved with this. So, um, you know, I, I I spoke about you know the the speaking and 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 taking that to a, an all new level, uh, being a voice and all that. But um, I. I I'm always going to have my hand involved with um, with the, the health and wellness industry, and, and so decompression is something that I've become pretty fascinated with because I had a, a small disc. Well, it was a five millimeter bulge between L5 S1, L4, and L5, and so I started doing this. And I got to tell you, man, it's really made a difference. And so I, I was just uh, fascinated by it. And so I'm kind of getting into uh, a, a new space under the the healthcare um, nice. umbrella. So. And I, you had mentioned about having back surgery, so I just was curious to know if you had heard of decompression. Yep, yep. And, yeah, man, fantastic. We're, uh, a lot of people are putting you over here, Sean, uh, as far as the chat room. They said that uh, thanks for this. Um, uh, great interview. They said you're a very fluent speaker. You sound like a good guy. You're very nice and a great talker. So a lot of people putting you over in the chat room, man. Well, I mean, I can't see any of this stuff, but I want to take your – your word for it. I'm actually surprised. I, I seem to get get a lot of hate from people, man. I don't know what it is about wrestling fans. They just love the you know, a lot of negativity in, in the wrestling world. So it's nice. It's a, it's actually a it's a pleasant surprise, and uh, it's nice to hear that. I, 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 I appreciate those comments and sentiments. Man, I am not trying to be cliche at all, but uh, you know, I I generally feel, and I'm not saying this because it's my show. I generally feel that my show has the best fan base. Uh, period i i you know just just the 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 coolest people very supportive um very supportive for the wrestlers that come on the show um man yeah just uh very supportive for the show um so i personally think i have the best fan base uh for my podcast uh and and they are very they 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 uh they know how to put somebody over so uh you you're, you're definitely no different and and I, I would put you, I'll put you over as well man. Uh, well I I appreciate it. I'm happy for you man. I think that's great. Keep 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 the episodes rolling and um well, let's do a part 2 and 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 you know uh, if you ever ever have any questions about uh you know your health, wellness, yeah. any of that stuff, fitness uh I'm actually going to be putting out um uh right uh, Basically, I have a, a website, uh, Sean Stasiak. I have a couple websites, but one of them I'm going to cater to the wrestling fan, and I'm putting together a couple fitness wellness uh, programs, and so it'll be available probably in the next couple of months. But I'll share whatever I can do to help you, Chris, with your your back post surgical yeah. and um, you know with nutrition, fitness, whatever I can anything I can do to help you. Um, you know, give me a holler. Fantastic, man. Sean, it's been a pleasure, man. Thanks for coming on, and I'm looking forward to having you back. Absolutely, Chris. Well, you have a good night, 
thanks for all the listeners and uh, keep supporting us, man. You got a good thing going there. We'll do part two in the near future. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, Sean. Uh, okay, actually, real night. quick, real quick, plug your uh, social media. You on social media? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was for Twitter, for Instagram, it's Doctor Sean Double O Eight. That's D R S H A W N zero zero eight, like James Bond Double O Seven. I just had to do one letter or one number up. I had to go Double uh, O Eight. Uh, then, of course, um, you know, if, if so, I'm doing some renovations on online. Uh, but I would love for people to go to what's called phobiatv.com. That's F-O-B-I-A-TV.com. And that's that alter ego character I created years ago. It was actually a Halloween joke uh, that started out as a Halloween joke. And actually, it was, got, it, was the, it was the precursor that got in my tryout with the WWE. There's a story behind that. And if you go to the bio or the, the, the bio for, for Dr. Sean and for Phobia, read that and... All that stuff on there is all true. It's all authentic stories. Um, like I said, and, and if, it, if there's any you know teachers out there, PTAs, uh, you know, I'm really really interested in, in um, uh, spending. You know, I really want to speak more to some kids, mm-hmm. uh, probably ages from 12 to 17. I think that they um, would be very uh, a great group. Uh, I, I enjoy talking to them just because they're so impressionable and they're at a crossroads which way to go, you know, and I, I've got some stories in, in my speaking. So please check out that website. Um, I have a contact page there. If there's any interest in uh, bringing me in to, to visit their school or a, a venue, um, even I even do corporations, of course, but I mean, I really have a soft spot in my heart with the, the kids, you know, the demographics from 12 about 17 i feel like that's a great age range age range uh for for my message you know so that's yep. phobia tv.com awesome man best wishes to you sean uh with your with your crossword crossroads new journey and and uh continue to be uh a fantastic doctor and, and crack those backs man <laughs> okay <laughs> i said if i ever go back to wwe or any wrestling promoter who knows maybe aew you never know Never know what can happen. Never say never, right? Yes. Um, I always, one of my favorite, I'll just end it, end it on this note, and I think all the uh, diehard fans will, will appreciate this, uh, this uh, shout-out. But uh, God rest his soul, but Ravishing Rick Rude was one of my favorite workers and um, played, he was such a great performer. Yes. And, he had, of course, he had the, he had the Rude Awakening neckbreaker, but I, I always said if I ever make a return, I'm going to call it the uh, the final adjustment. Ah, I, would give it I like it. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I think that's great. Right? And if you think and if you think John Cena gives the attitude adjustment, the real attitude adjustment is from Doctor Sean. Remember that. Oh, okay. So we need you back to wrestling. You need to play some type of pompous know-it-all doctor, <laughs> and with, with the with the uh, final adjustment neck breaker. That would be fantastic, or like some like the oh. backcracker, you know, like the like the, uh, the, yeah. the the lung blower. That would that would be perfect, man. Chris, I've already got um, I've already got some side scripts written that it, for for uh, you know kind of like a Piper's Pit. That's, oh. See, I'm a retro I'm a retro I'm a retro guy. I'm an '80s guy. I like '80s music. I like all kinds of art. You know, whether it's I don't care if it's sports, music, movies, TV, but I'm an '80s guy, man. That was my era, right? Mm-hmm. So same with wrestling. I would love to bring back, uh, uh, like they try to do these different, you know, the these different uh, little talk shows on, on WWE. But 
I would love to have something set up where I've got the anatomy chart. I've got spine demonstrations. I've got, you know, that the set looks nice and clean and pretty, but you know, by the end of the interview, that thing is going to be completely wrecked and it's going to end yes. in chaos. Cause you know, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, you know, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde is Dr. Sean turns into the Stasiak maniac, you know? So yes. I've got all kinds of things up my sleeve, you know? <laughs> oh man. Listen, AW, if you're anybody from AW, cause I know you guys send me emails, I get credentials, so people are people are watching. So uh, anybody watching this from AEW or Impact, Impact, uh, you guys send me emails too. I get your credentials too. So anybody watching from uh, any anyone the ROH, I get you your guys' emails too uh, for credentials. So all of you are watching my show. If any one of you, or of course WWE, but if any one of you are watching this, and uh, there you go, I think that's a fantastic gimmick. I think Dr. Sean can be the most hated person in all of professional wrestling. Oh, yes. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I of course, he's he's articulate. He's educated. He thinks he's better than everybody. Yes, he's got a higher know education. He, yeah. knows the, he knows the body inside and out, Chris. You know, here's the thing. As much as he knows how to, to treat people and put the body and the joints back together, he knows how to rip them apart, too. So nice. it makes them that much more dangerous. <laughs> I love it. Well, you heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Sean, man, I love it. Uh, I love the gimmick. Uh, NWA, someone saying NWA, I think that's a great idea too. Uh, I've had uh, I've had uh, my, I've had Nick Aldis on the show twice, um, uh, and so yeah, um, I've had some 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 good NWA uh, uh, people. I've had Dave Lagan on the show too. Uh, he's a big you know big part of uh, NWA right yeah. now. So. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I so I throw the odd tweet out there. I've called Jericho out and, and Cody Rose. I, 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 I don't think they responded. I think they're just afraid of me. To be quite honest with you, I think that they know they know what's ahead of them if they do smart off. So you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. I'm going to send this see video who, to Dave Lagana, man. Enough, man. We'll see who's man enough to stand up to Doctor Sean. I love it. I'm gonna send a video to Dave Lagana just so he can check it out, man, and uh, you know, just just so he can know about it. I chat every now and then with Dave Dave Lagana, so uh, I'll send the video right, to him, man. That'll be a great pitch. All right, Chris. Well, hey, I've enjoyed it tonight. You have a great night. Thanks for having me on, and uh, God bless you, buddy. You too. Thanks, Sean. Bye bye. Take care. Bye bye. <laughs> Doctor Sean, I love it, man. Good stuff. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Uh, kudos to Sean Stasiak, man. That was absolutely fantastic. Uh, big, big, big ups uh, to to Doctor Sean uh, Stasiak, man. Um, good stuff. I, I, you know, I really like that gimmick. I really like the idea behind it. I like just the the Doctor Sean. I I really like that. I really like that gimmick, and so uh, I'm gonna send this to Dave Lagana, man. If I if I have some time, somebody tweet somebody tweet me that. Um, because I, my, I have like a bunch of stuff on my remind me app. Um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, I usually count on y'all, the PNP nation, uh, to, to send me, t uh, tweets to remind me of stuff. So, so thank you. Um, tweet at Cray wrestling. All right. Some good ask Chris questions as well. Um, let's see what we got here. Show's going to be a bit modified. Actually, you know, so it'll be so great if I can actually find, um, 
if I can actually find uh, that that <laughs> that show that I had that was <laughs> from the police uh, police, uh, you know. And I actually thought about this because um, I was thinking about some things. Because I want to give the people who I want to give the Patreon people, um, you know, some some advantages because I'm really serious. Like. You guys understand the the work that I put in this show, so um, you know there you go. Patreon, pancakes and power slam. So um, we really, I really need your support on the Patreon. So I mean, if it's if it's a dollar, if it's a uh, there's a dollar a month, I think it is, just to say thank you and the support. And then there's uh, like a another tier, like four dollars or five dollars, something like that. Um, just to, you know, to, to, to basically show that, um, the interviews that, uh, you'll, you'll be getting some interview stuff. Um, so I really want to make that, um, a big deal. Uh, what I think I'll be doing is I'll be having, so I'll, I'll be doing some interviews. I'll be clipping some interviews and getting some retro interviews, uh, to put on uh, to bring back and to, to do some retro stuff uh, for the Patreon um, um, Patreon subscribers, the other tier. I have like 200 interviews on the show now, so I'll be putting some retro interviews, and I'll be doing some live interviews for those people too, because I think I might transfer. I think I might transfer to have retro interviews here on the live podcast because I definitely want to make it very very clear that i put so much work into um you know having having a great podcast for you all i'm a current phd student ladies and gentlemen uh so my time is very limited that's why i ask you all to tweet me stuff all the time and remind me just like the dave lagana thing um Sending this uh, this video to Dave Lagana uh, to talk about Sean Stasiak. I think Sean Stasiak would be a perfect addition to NWA. I think out of all the out of all the the, the promotions that I said, Sean Stasiak in the NWA and become NWA World Heavyweight Champion. That's huge, man. That's that's a big achievement. As Doctor Sean, I, I really really like it. So, all right. So go to Patreon. You see that? We appreciate your support. Join the Patreon. And here comes the website. Boom, chicka, boom, boom, pow, right there. So um, join the Patreon, y'all. It's, it's yeah, Come on. You, you understand how much work I put in this. Um, I hate asking for, like, donations and stuff. It took me, like, six years to even, <laughs> to even have any type of donation anything. But I realized that, man, you know, for the past three years, I've had for the past three years, straight years, I've had an interview on this show every single week for the past three straight years. So that's 150 some odd hundred, what, 158 weeks, uh, 156 weeks. So for over 150 weeks straight, I would have interviews before then, like once or twice a month. But for three years straight, I've had an interview on this show every single week. And so I have to. There's some. There, there. There's the scheduling. There's the. There. There's the availability. There. There's so much that is in this whole process um, that I definitely would love your support uh, to, uh, to to at least the time that I put into it that I won't be you know taking time away from my other 
very, very important high priority things. But I, I do it for you. So I definitely want to make sure that uh, you get some high quality stuff and some great interviews, maintaining the great interviews. So just donate to Patreon. Um, take away take away a fast food meal one month to show how much you appreciate the show. Is that a deal? Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's uh, get some of these uh, Ask Chris questions uh, before we go to the headlines. Uh, my studio, I'm trying to find the headline music uh, here uh, in my Plan B system here. Uh, the the headlines music, um, I don't know where it is. Um, so uh, I'll, I'll try to find it. <laughs> yeah, I'll try to find a Trying to figure out if I have the, uh, I know I have it because I, all the files I put in the, uh, the studio for Block Talk Radio. But, as the Rachel man would say, but, um, I got to try to find it and see where it is. So, as we do that, we will figure it out and get the headline music. In the meantime, in between time. Um, yes, uh, I got to try to figure out where that is. Um, let's see. Got to figure out where it is. All right. <laughs> Multi said, get that music. Uh, y'all like the headline music. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I got to, I got to try to find where that headline music is. All right, so in be- uh, until then, let's uh, let's address some of these Ask Chris questions. Do we care about, uh, Rob is asking, side, do we care about Fastlane at all? Um, no. <laughs> so that means that I'll be uh, doing it live with you all. Uh, so uh, check out my Twitter for that because doing it live, doing a live reaction uh, is much funner. Um when the pan when the PNP nation is involved, um, I did that with the elimination chamber and it was a lot funner than watching it myself. So I will be doing that again, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I will be doing that again. Uh, Lord willing. <clears throat> All right. Multi, you said that one thing to that. You said that one thing to that one person in that one interview that was entertaining. Which one was that? <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> Um, all right. Next is, um, Mahmood is asking, should Sasha Banks and Bailey retain their tag team titles at Fastlane? I think they should keep them before they were, they were in NXT the other day. Yeah, they were in NXT last week. Um, uh, a lot of people don't like the card, but the Fastlane card is lit. Nice setup for Mania. Yeah, I don't, I, I'm not, um. Um, I'm not interested. I mean, I'm not very enthused about it. It's not, I mean, it's, it's a lot of filler, um, because we're not going to get Kevin Owens and Daniel, uh, and, and Daniel Bryan. We're going to get probably Kingston, uh, Mandy Rose and Oscar. I don't really care about that. Um, I'm just not very interested. I mean, I like the shield deal ish. Um, but I mean, New Day and, uh, I mean, the 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 Shane and Vince, I mean, the Shane and Miz thing, that, that is a setup um, because most likely we'll get a turn 
like I said before, I really, really hope that we are not um, getting a Shane McMahon turn. I really, really, really hope that that's not going to happen. I do not want to see Shane McMahon um, as a as a heel. Um, I don't want to see that at all. Um, as far as Sasha Banks and Bailey, yes, they will return. I, I, I re- retain, although I can actually see. I would actually be cool. I'm not a big fan of title flipping. Um, but I'll be cool. I'll be okay with uh, with Nia and Tamina winning the tag titles just because Tamina's never had a, a title at all um, in, in WWE. So give her a title, man. Come on. Give her a title. Um, at least she can say that she's it was tag team champion, almost tag team champion. As much as she's put in the business, she's never been champion at all. Speaking of that, we'll talk about Samoa Joe. You know, he finally won the U.S. title. I'm a big R Truth fan. Everybody, everybody knows I'm a big R Truth fan. Uh, it's it was it hurt me to hear it hurt me to see that, but um, you know, Samoa Joe's U.S. champ is 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 uh, makes sense. Definitely makes sense. All right, so yes, uh, Multi said our truth is great. I agree, man. I'm a big, I'm a big our truth fan. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna find this headlines music. Um, I'm gonna find, I'm gonna find this music. All right, here we go. Evan Tech Proud is calling in, and he is live in eleven color. Evan Tech Proud, how are you? Oh no, brother, good to be here. It's good to be on the mothership. <laughs> As Dusty Rhodes would say, baby. Uh, Evan Tech mm-hmm. Proud, man. Uh, are we live? Yes, live in 11 color. The live, live here. Yep. Tell show live, live, live. Yep, absolutely. There the absolutely. fans listening in. Uh, yep, fans. Better. Fans are in here, and uh, we are live, man. The, the plan B is working, and uh, everything is working fine. I'm actually trying to find the headlines music, though, as we, um, as I as I do it, as we're doing this. So, uh, so how, how's how's it going? What's that? It's going all right. That's where we got the live chat going on too. Oh yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Live chat is. Live chat is L I T, um, and with Lit. and in uh, Stasiak, yeah. Multi said hi, Evan. Uh, said said uh, the the e machine. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce to you from parts unknown, the e machine. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Thank you. That, that you know, we all got different nicknames. Yeah. Sorry, Wendy here, Baltimore. You know, our truth told you, our truth was U.S. champ for Black History Month. Yeah. Kirby March came, they gave it to yeah. good old Joe, as we call Kirby. Yeah, and, uh, it was just like Kirby. It's just, it's fine. <laughs> you know, wrestlers. I'm up to mania. Not too many people are excited, but you can't get no worse than WrestleMania nine. Oh, Caesar's yeah, Palace. Mania 27. And I, that was my first Mania. Yeah. Yeah. 27 was your, fa- was your, was your first one. 
yeah, twenty seven was uh was bad news, man. Miz and, and Cena with uh with the rock uh being involved. That was um that was not good. That mania was uh, not good at all. Um, yeah, the rock wearing them, them them fitted jeans. He wore like, the same outfit the whole year, the same shirt, same jeans, <laughs> same shoes. That match wasn't even I don't, was that D Q that match wasn't no D Q, was it? Um I don't even know what the step was. I know that the inter- I know that the Rock interfered and caused Miz to, to to retain the title, which I was a I was very shocked that the Miz retained the title because I I didn't like uh, to me it was just out of place. That I mean it made sense that he you know he grinded and put all that time in it. I I get it, and they and they showed the 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 promo of the Miz actually looking like a title contender um, before the match. I think they had like DMX or something like that uh, be a uh, be a part of like the voiceover or something crazy like that. But right, um, it's sad. It's sad because I was there live, and mm-hmm. I love I love the city of Atlanta. I got family that lived there, business partners, but that mania, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it, it, it was almost on par. And, and don't worry, don't worry, fans. I'm about to be on the live chat. I'm about to be on my way in my office. It was all par, as bad as WrestleMania 9, as King of the Ring 94. Mm-hmm. That was here, by the way. Yeah, Baltimore, yeah. And, and Starcade 94. Uh, okay, we so what, what was Starcade? We all did about the bad pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, good stuff, man. All right. Um <clears throat> Let's, I'm trying to get these, uh, uh-oh, I think I got it. Uh, wait a minute. You know <laughs> wait a minute. I think I might have got the music, ladies and gentlemen. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, we can always sing the, li- we can always just sing the theme song. I think do, I got it. You always can sing it. Well, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Hold on, here we go. Let me make sure that I got uh, that I got it here. This is this is live, so I think this is the this I think this is the one. But uh, if it's not, um, you know, so be it. It's just a part of the deal. I am uh, in. It's a part the of live the live chat. Part of the okay, deal. For, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> Did somebody just call me Evan Almighty? I saw that. Yes. I saw that. Evan Almighty, absolutely. Capital Punishment was trash. I was there live, too. Yeah, Capital Capital Punishment was. So was Super Brawl 5. (laughs) I was there live. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Headlines. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, it is. That is the headlines. (laughs) 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 <laughs> uh, I think I think you don't want to apply that anyways. I don't even know what that I don't even know what that sound clip is. I think it was something I made. Let's see, let's see what it sounds like. We're live, pal. Let's just do it. Let's see, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for the headlines. All right, it's time for the headlines. Uh, <laughs> hey, <laughs> <Lawrence>. <laughs> 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 
Let's see. Uh, there's there's another one here too. I yeah, I did an acapella. The uh, Illuminati attacking us, man. I told you. <laughs> the Illuminati. Um, <laughs> someone was saying, uh, "Ha ha, thanks, buddy. <laughs> We're live, pal. Oh yeah. We're live, pal. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find that headlines file though. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for the headlines. Here we go. Yes. Woo. Yes. There it is. <laughs> There's the headlines. There's the headlines music. Boom. <clears throat> All right. So with that being said, um, matter of fact, you know what? It's, it's, we're live, pal. Let's play it again. Headlines here. We, uh, so what to say? Wait a minute, Chris. That was a Jay Lethal woo. Yeah. <laughs> woo! So I, I can woo. I can. I can. I can woo. Um, uh, boom! Kind of sounded like Adam Cole. Okay, I'll, I'll get that. I'll, I'll get that here in a minute. All right. So here we go, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for the uh, headlines. Here we go. Oh, <laughs> There's your Adam Cole right there. Your face is in and out on Facebook on my end, so still Illuminati definitely trying to get you. Uh, my face looks fine right now. I don't know if it... It's fine now. Was that enough earlier? Yeah. I'll do one more Adam Cole for you. Boom! <clears throat> All right. It is, hey, listen. The show is lit tonight, man. We having a lot of fun. We're live, pal. Plan B is uh, <clears throat> like a house show. You know, Plan B is like a house show. You know, it's it's like uh, everything's scripted on the main on the main show. Everything's scripted, but a house show you get to you get to sit back, you get to chill, you get to improv. This is the house. This is the WWE live event version of the Pancakes and Power so, uh, Slam show tonight, ladies and gentlemen. So, fun stuff. Um, so, with that being said, uh, <laughs> CJ, <laughs> CJ gets, gets an applause, man. Oh man, I gotta find. I gotta try to find my applause too, cause I gotta. I gotta get one for CJ. I have to. I have to. Uh, we got. We got some bad pay per views listed. What are the bad pay-per-views? Uh, Brandon Thomas, Bash at the Beach 2000, GHP. No, Brandon said that was the best. That was the best. Isn't that the one with uh, Rodman and, and um, Rodman and um, Savage? Starcade <laughs> 94, as I mentioned, Capital Punishment, Stream Rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of bad ones. Yes. Oscar's Oscar okay real quick. She's fine. She got dumped on the head, but she's all right. She, yep. she's, she's okay. GHP. Uh, Matt Mood is asking, uh, speaking of house show, what are your thoughts on Oscar's injury? Yeah. <clears throat> she uh, looks like she's good to go. So. She all right. She, uh, she'll be fine. She all right. I hope they don't drop the... Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that fast lane. Uh, all right. I'll, I'll uh, for the second time, I'll, I'll put you over, CJ. I'll give you... Uh, uh, an applause, a live applause, a, a we're live pal applause. 
um, <clears throat> because he said that Chris's boom is uh, greater is better than uh, Cole's boom. So uh, I, I got to put you over for that. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so um, flavor of the week. Um, we'll probably do. We'll probably do uh, half of them. Let's do a trivia question, by the way. Let's do it. Here we go. Undertaker won the World Heavyweight Championship against Blank at the 2009 uh, Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. There you go. Uh, much appreciated, uh, CJ, uh, CJ said. Yeah, absolutely, man. I got to put you over for, uh, for, for saying that. Mahmood and GHP are correct. I'm sure there's going to be more answers rolling in. CM Punk is the correct answer. Good job for that. Can we just wash him away? What's that? Can we just wash him away? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've uh, <clears throat> I've said I, I've said my 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 thoughts on uh, on CM Punk. Um, all right, uh, we'll we'll do one more tri- trivia question here soon. Uh, King Kong Bunny passes away at 61. That was very sad. And you know the crazy part is uh, yeah. David Hero actually um, actually announced it. And actually, it's weird because I actually have David Hero um, uh, scheduled on my show for the 19th. Um, uh, of course, I want to plug his uh, shenanigans. Uh, I go every year. It's uh, super fun. Yeah. <clears throat> and I do a lot of live interviews there. And uh, so I, I talked to David quite a bit. Um, and um, so, yeah, he's going to be the third co-host uh, on the show on the 19th. And so we scheduled that probably a few weeks back. And, yeah, he broke the news about uh, about Bundy. And, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I've... I've I've uh, communicated with Bunny through Hero, and um, yeah, he just from from what I know, he he just really kept to himself a lot, <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. you know, over the past uh, uh, few years, and um, yeah. yeah, just just was just a chill, just really really, you know, kept to himself. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough because I I met I met King Kong. Bundy uh, a few years ago at a regional show. Um, mm-hmm. It is right before he started because you guys don't know he was doing comedy. So he, right. when he was starting to lose weight, he drew his hair back and then he cut it. He went bald again. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> I'm very good friends with David Hero, just like you and I, are, Chris. And man, you know, you know, we, me and Hero, I go to shenanigans. I've been to Blizzard Brawl. Me and David, we we've talked personally about a lot. And um, sadly, the last time I spoke to David is when our good buddy Mean Gene passed. Mm-hmm. And I know how close Mean Gene was to him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Mean Gene was a good buddy of mine, too. And um, you and I was talking, I was watching Raw. Raw goes off air. I'm kind of dozing. I get a call from a WWE alumni, you know, uh, that's well known. <clears throat> I got the news about two minutes before it broke. Because I know our good buddy Gregory Helms tweeted it. I got the phone call. And then that's when 10 minutes later, everyone knew. And it's just, it's sad because he just tweeted three hours before he passed. Yeah, about his about, WrestleCon uh, right. uh, with Al Snow. Going, yeah. Right, him going against uh, my buddy, you know, our good buddy Al Snow at WrestleCon. And he just tweeted. 
And I do know he was dealing with some health issues, but it's just eerie, man, of, of <clears throat> like I said, I've met him. He, nice dude. He did keep to himself. He was a funny guy. Um, and it, it's, just, it's sad, man, it's just, for people just to, in this business with me and Chris working, you know, six years for me, going on seven for you, people may not get it that, you know, we're all like a family. You know, we're not pro wrestlers in the ring, but because we cover these guys, we meet yep. these guys, we talk to them, we interview them, we even talk to them personally. Sometimes we've been in these people's houses, we've been, to, we've driven them, you know, we've been on the road with these guys, and they become like family to you. So when you hear this news, it, hit, it hits you kind of hard, you know, yes. not, of course, like, People we know, like the Hogan's and the Foley's or what have you, but to us, it's like, you know, I met this guy, I've talked to him. So it's sad, man. My heart <clears throat> my heart goes out. Um, you got you have to live, you got to live every second of your life as if it's your last, you know. Yep. Well, King Kong passed away. He did a tweet three hours ago, and I'm pretty sure he thought it wasn't going to be his last tweet. He's right. gone, you know. I have a cousin personally right after Christmas had a massive stroke. Luckily enough, he's doing well in rehab. And Lee Perry, yeah, he's gone. Yeah. You know, the, the lady from The Voice, beautiful black lady. Yeah, that's um, crazy. Uh, Freeman, she was at home and a blood clot came and she died suddenly. Oh. So it's, um, it's a sad man. I'm going oh, yes. to keep on the, neg- the sad note, but it's just, yeah. It's, it's tough. This whole week by itself with deaths is just... Yeah. It's, yeah. It is really it is really tough. You, may, you do make a good point as far as just, you know, <clears throat> you never know, you know. And, uh, yeah, it's 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 really tough, man. And um, I, rem- I remember, you know, growing up in the 80s and the 90s, I remember when he was, he was such an influential part in my growing up, uh, you know, as a kid. Um when he was such a he was such a great heel man you know just uh uh wrestlemania um uh first wrestlemania i was a little bitty i was a baby i wasn't i was i could walk <laughs> but i was still a little kid um but uh yeah man uh, and just the the, the mid 80s um, mid to late 80s was uh he was such an instrumental figure in the wwe Came back in '94, joined the Million Dollar uh, Corporation. Um, that wasn't very successful, um, but at the same time, you know, at that point, his his uh, career was already big as his as a heel in the WWE beforehand. That you know, it, it still made that uh, made that uh, uh, he he still had a big enough name you know to 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 come back and had a wrestlemania match with the undertaker man he had some big wrestlemania matches uh when the the la version uh of uh, wrestlemania 2 when he did the still cage match with hogan and uh he he uh of course he um went against the uh i think i think midgets is a is a uh disparaging term now so uh the um the small but mighties. How about that? The small but mighties. 
Uh, small but mighty. Sound like a cereal. Yeah, <laughs> the small but mighty people. Um, um, he went against them at uh, the the year after. So, yeah, man, he's uh, he, he'll be missed for sure. And he he made a vocal. He made a vocal that he wanted to be in the Hall of Fame on Twitter too. And it's weird because it seems like during Hall of Fame discussions, it seemed like it's a given that he's in. But he's not in the Hall of Fame, and it's crazy. I mean, WWE has their way of selecting who they want, and I get it. But it's like, man, like I just, it just doesn't make. It's just weird to me that he's not in the Hall you of know. Fame. So, all right, let's uh, let, let's zoom through these uh, for the sake of time here. Um, Tory Wilson <laughs> being inducted to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you got uh, one to another. Yeah. Go through the to, to, to Tory, joy, Tory Wilson, laughter. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> Woo. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just do this. This is the reason why WWE puts Booker T in the uh, put Tory Wilson in the Hall of Fame. I do it for you. Huh? What? <laughs> I do it for you. I'm just yeah. going to play that soundbite just because I, I go 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 for it, man. Uh, it, it, I'll ask the live chat because I said this earlier in my show, and and, and I, I, I on <clears throat> and we joke about the Illuminati a lot because they had sat in my show when I said this. There were those people do be listening to our stuff. Trust me, I know that for a fact. Get your teeth for the snow. They do. You know what's so funny? Real quick, I interviewed uh, Garza Jr. last year, um, uh, and WWE cut some of it off because he was kind of spoiled. Oh, yeah. yeah. So just just let you guys know <laughs> that, and I, I've, I'm not mentioning names, so no one asked me who. I had Massac, I haven't even told uh, Featherstone who it is. I can't embrace you who it was. I've had. A WWE rep, rep higher up, come to me and mention he they knew about my show, you know about Featherstone show, you know about a few others that has traction. WWE do listen <laughs> to what people say. They may not always respond, but like you said, the times I've done interviews and it's like crap, I can't upload it because they're going to e. You've done stuff, Chris. When I've been with you, like, hey, this is what it is. I can't upload it because of yep. eat. They will cut it. Saying all that is this. Live said, let me know. When you think of Tory Wilson, even GHP, please tell me. If you can name four things that she's known by, please tell me. Because I can only name two. She was Billy Kipman's girlfriend <laughs> in the Al Wilson storyline. That is it. Other than that. Well, she was what? Samantha, even... right? NWO Samantha? <clears throat> yeah, she was Samantha. Yeah. She was Billy Kitman's girlfriend. That was it. She, you know, she ended up marrying Kitman later on. Okay, whatever. And she had the Al Wilson storyline with her actual dad with mm-hmm. Don Marie. Yep. That's it. Indeed, you, sir. Is, I didn't even know this. <clears throat> yep. They actually said in 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 the um the package she was a pioneer of what? Yeah. What have you trailblazed? And, and, and let me think. Tori Wilson is a sweetheart. I've met her. Yes, friends have met her. She's a sweetheart. She is. She's if 
for for niceness, yes. Hall of Fame yes. all day long. For, <laughs> for, for, for the nicest people, she goes up there with Foley, yeah. with with Fred Shockmaster, with yeah, Glacier. Right. Yeah, she's on. She she's up there. But in the Bobby ring, Fulton, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, Brother Bobby, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean. Surprisingly, my man Paul Orndorff. Sable's not going in because she's a bride. So that's political. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, what have you done? I mean, I we, we we could do a disc set of Scotty Goldman. We could think of more Scotty Goldman moments. <laughs> that's a good point. We or, could think more Brockus. Or Walker or Roadblock <laughs> yeah. or, or Hector Gaza or Liz Mark Jr., Barry Horowitz, Mantar. Yeah, I'm going to keep going. Yep. We can even go, to, go even go to um, uh, what was that team? The Dicks. Remember them? Mm-hmm. The little short tag team. Yep. Gave him more room stuff than Troy Wilson. Yeah, I mean, here's the deal, man. I, um, you know, I, I was like, you know what? WWE pull, uh, WWE put. First of all, CJ, I found something for you. Here we go. <laughs> Applause. Yeah, CJ's uh, laughing because I said uh, Brockus. Um, and I agree with I agree yeah. with GHP. I said that earlier about Beth Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. Um I you know I don't know. Uh it's it's for the second time, man, I, I okay, let's just say this, okay. WWE puts together killer packages, okay? So I was like, you know what? Because I was on the fence with the whole, um, oh, goodness. Um, oh, who just went in last year that was controversial, too? Beth Phoenix. I was really on the fence with the Beth Phoenix thing, too. And I was like, you know what? Okay, so, so WWE put together a package that was like, Okay, I okay, okay. But with Tori, yeah. Here's here's the the, the here's the silver lining. Okay, um, I <clears throat> reached out to Eric Bischoff uh, right after, and uh, you know, uh, I've chat with Bischoff a bunch of times off air. He <clears throat> responded very quickly, and and um. We chatted about his uh, his thoughts on 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 Tory Wilson. I wrote a I wrote an article about it, and uh, <clears throat> he's all for it. He's all for it. Um, you know, his reasoning that she's a nice person, and um, so you know, I, I I'm gonna I'll put I'm put my boy Eric Bischoff over man. He's been on the show twice. Mm-hmm. I think Eric Bischoff should be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I think. As far as females, I think Victoria should be in the Hall of Fame. Certainly, someone like a Jazz should be in the Hall of Fame. Luna Vachon should be in the Hall of Fame. I think Molly. I think Molly just went in like a year or two ago. Um, um, Molly, Molly, Molly didn't go in. Molly inducted Ivory. No, I think she. I think she went in last year. Yeah, last year, year before. Um, <clears throat> maybe she, I totally forgot. You're right. Yeah, Mahmoud, I, th- I said Victor- Victoria, I think Jazz, Victoria, and definitely Rob, definitely Elizabeth. 
Elizabeth. No, Molly Holly's yeah. not in. Molly Holly yeah, she's not. Uh, she went into the yes, yeah, she yeah, that's true. Yeah. So so Jazz, Victoria, Molly Holly, and um Luna. Those yeah, Wendy are Richter. those are Wendy Richter. Absolutely Wendy Richter. She should be number she should have been she should have <laughs> went in there way before up there with when the Sensorian leader. Yeah. Sensational Shari. Is yep. is, is, is Shari inducted? Sherry Martell's in, yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Molly inducted Ivory is what GHP said. Okay, there we go. Yeah, that was her Hall of Fame affiliation. She definitely should be in the Hall of Fame, hundred percent though. Um, yeah. They're, they're going to induct Nidia next. Nidia, <laughs> me and my Nidia. Uh, is asking why isn't Christian in the Hall of Fame? He was uh, there was some talks, some strong talks, um, of putting him in last year. There's still like there's what's only Honky Tonk Man, Tory DX. That's it, isn't it? So there's like what four, <laughs> three, four or so more people that need to yeah, be announced. Be They're talking Beefcake, Bigelow. Oh, Beefcake too. Yeah, so those are the beefcake, four official ones. Bam, I think um, Beefcake and Bam Bam. The, I think Beefcake's already yeah Beefcake and then uh, Bam Bam. Um, so Beefcake, DX, Tory. And Honky Tonk Man are four right now. Uh, I've, I've heard Bam Bam and Taz. Um, the Warrior Award. Yeah, Warrior Award. Um, so. In the celebrity. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, Heart Foundation too. Yeah, they haven't announced that yet, but uh, but you know Heart Foundation, that's the the thing. Um, well, Anvil and uh, Brett. Uh, Anvil, Brett, and Jimmy Hart. Uh, GSP's asking whether it be a post WrestleMania pod due to my travels. Yes, there definitely will. I'll be. Uh, I, I leave on uh, Thursday. <clears throat> well, I, I I get to I leave Thursday morning. But typically, my my WrestleMania weekend is I leave Thursday morning, get to where I need to go, need get to the destination, get to the the town Thursday morning. Um, I'm typically riding for a while. Um. And then I do coverage in the afternoon. <clears throat> I jump from independent show to independent show. And then the evening festivities, which typically include uh, shenanigans, um, Hearts of Hardcore, uh, Hall of Fame. But but I don't think I'm going to Hall of Fame this year. Um, uh, I got some media stuff to do for uh, the, G- the G1 Supercard, so I'll be, I'll be going there. I've got some media stuff to do for MLW. Um and then, uh, like I said, jumping from indie the indie show, independent independent show throughout the entire weekend, doing coverage after coverage, and then um, Sunday WrestleMania, and then I come back, uh, I fly back uh, to the greatest uh, city in the world, Columbus, Ohio. Baltimore City, going to Oh, I get back uh, Monday, uh, Monday, Monday afternoon, morning, mon- morning afternoon. Um, Thank you so, so yeah. much, Father Stone, for putting over the great city of Baltimore. No, 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 no. The greatest city, Baltimore. Nope. Nope. I wish I had my uh I wish I had my uh buzzer uh sound bite. You know you don't too. you don't uh <laughs> Father Stone, look, what what is spoon fact? Oh, I really need to find it. No, no, oh no, you didn't. No, you didn't. You, you don't. Look, look, man, you don't want to come to Baltimore. You're afraid you might get shot. You know, uh, Brett Baltimore. 
Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yep. A lot of people uh, scared to come here yeah, to the city. Listen, Just to let you know, guys know, I, I get access no to like fear, even man. my pro wrestling. <clears throat> I'm a is Baltimore no City like The Wire? Uh, it is. But the real Baltimore City is 50 times worse. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> so, no, I give legit. Dude, <laughs> great, I great am, show. I'm a big guy uh, that's uh, uh, 6'1", uh, uh, linebacker, muscular guy that uh, um, I'm I, – I, dude, look, I beat up two, three people uh, by myself, so I'm good. <laughs> it's both I, 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 I said key word, brother, is shot. Yeah, <laughs> so be it. <laughs> it's, part of, it's part of life. I'm a follower <laughs> right. of Jesus. If hey, he wants, if he wants hey, me look. to go that way, so be it. Look, uh, look, Ohio, I love Ohio. I got family in Ohio. I was, I was told with good authority, Cleveland isn't that better. Isn't that, isn't that much oh, better? Oh, so. tr- correct. <laughs> yeah, so, correct. Uh, Trade uh, off on that. Yeah. So for the time, <laughs> for the second time. Um, uh, Rob, no, uh, ask Chris is it true you went to the recent NXT tapings in Orlando? No, I didn't. I went to the NXT show in uh, in Columbus last last week, last Thursday. Uh, Gorgano cut a promo basically saying uh, he'll be on the main roster. Zed is asking, do you think Hawker Holly will ever get a call to Hall of Fame? Ooh. I don't think so, unfortunately. I don't think Rocky so. Rocky um, Gross, uh, rumors, ex Chris rumor has the Stunner Bros going to Hall of Fame. That's not going to happen. Scott Stunner hates the WWE with the passion. Hey, um, look, so man, I don't think that's look, it is possible down the line. You said the same thing against Bruno Warrior. Yeah, so, I think they should go, of course. They're they're my second, the Stunners are my second yeah. favorite tag team of all time behind LOD. Um, so they so they should go in. I hundred percent think they should go in, but Scott Steiner, um, Scott Steiner hates WWE. So, but you know, it happens, man. Gruss said, Gruss said, what's wrong with EC three? EC three looks like the tick. If you ever watch this show, he looks just like him. He's he's stiff in the ring. He's not charismatic. Yeah. <laughs> He's way over, man. He he was way over in, in impact, but it might be a it might be a deal where, like I said, Vince was probably like I said this probably I said this at uh, NXT. I was like Vince probably was uh, saw him walking down the 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 hallway, and because uh, before he had longer, he kind of had like shabby hair, uh, shaggy hair. And uh, he probably walked down the the the, uh, the the um the corridor, the hallway, and he probably did a double take. Like, wait, wait a minute, what what's Derek Bateman doing here? And uh, probably <laughs> <laughs> he, he probably he probably told that to Kevin. To Kevin, back. Kevin, wait a minute, it's is that what what's 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 Derek Bateman doing here? Get him out of here. Uh, we signed him to a contract, Vince. There's a lot of beef. Who did that? Who did it? There's a lot of beef. A lot of facts. Because, because that happened, he's on main event right now, losing to Apollo Crews. And you all know I love me some Apollo Crews, but uh, <laughs> that's probably why he's he's worried. What, what's Derek Bateman doing back? 
So that's probably what happened. Uh, reg- regarding uh, butchering my name, Evan, I found something for you. Okay, there you go. go. <laughs> you get the you get the buzzer. Um, all right, so we 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 got a we got a roll uh, for for time. Um, Arn Anderson being fired to allowing Alicia Fox to wrestle drunk. Dun dun dun. Um, that, that, was, that was that was actually uh, reported uh, um, exclusively by Wrestling Inc. So, um, but what I what I can say on good authority is that Vince and Arn didn't get to get get along from the jump. They weren't really the best the best chums, and Arn being released basically was, you know, look. You work a job, you do something. All right, we going. This is a reason to let you go, mm-hmm. pretty much. I mean, we've seen and heard of things, and we know of things that's, that's happened a lot worse in the E, and the people kept their jobs. Michael mm-hmm. <laughs> <Like, wait. clears throat> So them later on go was like, all right, now we got a reason to let you go. You're gone. Vince mm-hmm. and Arn did not get along. And this is the reason for him to go. Yeah. And I'm sorry, my favorite line from Hogan in the NWO, Flair won't be there, they will be stung, Ligger will be hung, and Arn won't be Arn anymore. Arn won't be Arn anymore, brother. Um, yeah. <laughs> Whatever that means. That pretty much says it all right there, man. Um, sad. Um, I mean, I've, I've interviewed, uh, I've made both of these public Um uh, Chris Masters loves Arn. He loved him as a uh, agent. Mike Knox, on the other hand, uh, did not. Um, if you yeah. t- type type in Mike Knox pancakes and power slams, or I, I put an article on Wrestling Inc. too. Um, type in Mike Knox Arn Anderson. You know, Google that, and uh, he shares a story about when Arn just kind of played him to the left. Um, that he didn't he didn't like him. Um, he wasn't a big fan of Arn Anderson as an agent. Uh, next trivia question. Uh, Undertaker defeated Chris Jericho and Blank in a triple threat match at the 2009 Survivor Series. All right, so we typically end like 15 minutes ago, but uh, because we're Plan B and we started later, booyah! Here we go. We're not we're not controlled to the confines of the blog talk time. You know, I'll be here in 90 seconds. They'll be, they, they tell yeah, me he those did, crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, Mahmoud, good job. Uh, big show. All right, but we do got a rush, though. All right, uh, Raw and SmackDown greats, thank y'all. Y'all are on it. Good job, guys. Uh, Raw was C minus, Mahmoud said. SmackDown B, what other uh, greats do y'all have? Real quick, let me storm through it. Just some thoughts that I had. Looks like they're ch- turning Bobby Roode and Chad Gable heel. Um, yeah, and um, I can't stand seeing Kurt Angle just on regular matches on Raw. I I just I despise it. I I just I oh it it just it's terrible. He just needs to stop wrestling. Batman, nineteen eighty nine. It's Michael terrible, Keaton. man. Absolutely terrible. Just stop. Um, <clears throat> Rousey turn was no, uh, oh, it was okay. <laughs> she needs to slow down on her promos. You you all know that I'm a big Rousey supporter, man. She's she learned so quick, picked up stuff that a lot of females in the back haven't picked up in years. She picked it up in months. Um, you can tell that she really 
pushes herself to be really good um, in the business. And so um, I gave I give that to her. I, I, kudos. I, I've been an apologist for Ronda Rousey since she started, and I'm and I, I'm, I'm all for it. Um, she needs to really work on her promo, and, and I think yeah. she needs to she needs to she needs to go down. Cause she she'll be like, and you know what? I, I'm a I'm a, I'm a fighting machine. I am the best woman on the planet. You know, boom. <laughs> you know, like, whoa, pipe down, slow down, Rhonda. Cadences. Let the let the fans feel it. Let the fans, you know, just give them sections. Don't just go all the way, you know, Rhonda, and quick, fast mode. Relax, breathe, let them feel it, and, and and that's what she really needs to work on. That. Yeah, don't. Yeah, you talking too fast. Don't talk as slow as Triple H used to during the aggression era. But don't talk too fast when we can't we can't follow you. It's like I'm not gonna be your dancing monkey. What? What do you? Next thing I know. Becky's on the ground. What happened? What did yeah, you say? Right, right. Now the now that Becky beat down, like that showed some real Ronda Rousey there, which I liked. But <laughs> that promo yeah. needs a lot of work, man. <clears throat> so the, the um, way the camera hit, I thought she hit Stephanie. The uh, way the camera yeah, angle was, yeah, right, hit. yeah, yep. I thought she hit Stephanie. Mm-hmm. That would have been cool. Yep. But uh, um. The uh, Robert's asking X Chris, do, do I think the WWE should induct Sean into the Hall of Fame? He's a great wrestler and chiropractor. Um, unfortunately, uh, you know, uh, I'm sure Sean. Uh, he actually te- he actually uh, texted me right after uh, he loved the interview. He wants to come back in a couple weeks, so um, save that for him. <laughs> but personally, um, he unfortunately he he I me mean, he had he had the the ability he had the look he had the the, the talent they just did a terrible job with him man um so would this be a perfect time for Paul uh Gross is asking Chris would be this be a perfect time for Paul Heyman to become Ronda Rousey's manager hmm. uh she's probably supposed to be leaving um after Mania, so real quick, SmackDown. Um, it was okay. Yeah, uh, Joe yeah, winning the U.S. Like title was okay. Um, I, like I said, I'm a big R Truth guy, but I'm cool. I mean, <laughs> Joe winning his first uh, main roster title, man. <clears throat> yeah, I'm cool <clears throat> with it. And plus, I think I think to be honest with you, as much as I'm an R Truth fan, um, <clears throat> I think this is a perfect time to to implement Cena. Um, I think that you do, I think ideally you do, I mean, it might be a multi-person with, uh, Joe truth and all four of them. Well, that, that four way is a great match, but yeah. they'll probably do like a five or six way or something like that. But I, if it was up to me, uh, I would put, you know, all of them in the, on the Andre battle Royal, probably have our truth winning. I think that would be cool for our truth. I think a much bigger marquee match would be Joe versus Cena for the U.S. title at Mania. I think that's I think that's the way to go. I think our truth. I think our I think our truth building up um, Cena for these open challenges and things like that is a good way to bring Cena back. Um, you do Cena versus Joe, and you have Joe, and you have Cena put Joe over. Um, 
I mean, but, Cena doesn't need to win. Why will Cena need to win? Joe beat Cena. I mean, I, I think you, I think you put, uh, you put uh, Joe over with with Cena, um, through Cena. Um. Oh, y'all. I'm sorry. I couldn't find the. Uh, let me see. Maybe I can find the flavor of the week. Um, Soundbite. So we're gonna go jump right into oh, the flavor. Of the we week. forgot to mention real quick. What are, What are your thoughts? Uh, Chris and everybody on the Triple H segment when he starts talking about the real Ric Flair. Yeah. Uh, it's like, uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I went ahead and just got another plate for what I cooked for dinner. Yeah. I, I was yeah, like, but hey, they're, they're, like, they're really, they're really grasping for straws um, when it comes to. Um, we got an Instagram promo, though. I think that's the first ever in Raw. Yeah. <laughs> From Batista. Yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> so that, this is... yeah, it was just like, dude, like you're really, you're, you're like, <laughs> they're really trying their their best to, to, to make this something. And I was just like, eh. Richard, who's <clears throat> here? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not too many people know. Not many people know. Richard Flair. How <laughs> come to your house? He's become uh, one of my best friends. Uh, yeah, I was there uh, for uh, his marriages. Uh, he was there uh, for my wedding. Uh, wedding uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Richard Flair. Many people know... Uh, Richard, uh, many people know Ric Flair, but I know uh, the real uh, Richard uh, Flair. The real man. Papagogi is how he almost died to add for cheap sympathy. They do the pause as if I cried. You know, going to end my promos like I always do when I'm mad. And I wanted to do a 70th celebration. For my best friend, but you, Batista. It be surrounded with people uh, that are better than me. Sting. Stingy. Stingle. HBK. You got to do the classic. The classic Triple H when he gets mad. Notice this. Kevin Dunn. Zoom in times 20 on Triple H. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. The zoom in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got my attention now. Look at the... Right. You got my attention now. now uh, <laughs> I'll see you uh, after Endgame. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't. I didn't buy it, man. I, I, I wasn't sold on that promo. I, I mean, Triple H's a good promo guy, but man, I, I didn't. It didn't sell me at all. All right, so uh, <laughs> I can't find the flavor of the week promo, guys. I apologize. I can't find that sound bite. I hey, really. But, but, uh, but you know what? <clears throat> Rob Rob West said he's going to tell Triple H. He's going. He, we're making fun of him. I'm gonna say this. I, I've you know, Chris. I met Triple H. I've had dinner with him at a event with Chris on the whiskey and him. Great guy. Triple H does not talk like that. No, he doesn't. <laughs> In real life. No, he doesn't. He, he's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Um, very you know, funny, strong as hell. But I and I started to say, Chavoy, uh, no, I was doing it. But uh, he <clears> um, 
a lot, lot of donate, very, very generous, generous guy. Same thing with Stephanie, but, uh, but in my thing, but we gotta go. We we gotta run out of time. Yeah, we gotta get to the flavor of the week. So since I can't yeah. find the, the sound bites, <laughs> I'll do it via the voice of Triple H. It is now time for the flavor of the week. <laughs> so with that being said. <laughs> Uh, GSP have said, I appreciate the OT. Good stuff. Uh, my pleasure, man. Since it's plan B, we can do this. It's very structured when I'm on the blog talk site. All right, so we're going to do this. Um, <clears throat> we're going to do this for a few weeks uh, because we can't do it for time. We can't do much for time restraints this week, but we'll do it for the next uh, few weeks. Controversial questions. So I wrote down 10. Uh, it looks like I'll be writing more. I just need some flash answers from you all um, of how you guys feel about this. Um, I just wrote down 10 very controversial questions. Um, And so I'm going to say them. And I don't remember the order that I put them in. I'm going to shuffle them even right now. Even now. Now I'm going to shuffle them right now. Uh, Now. uh, (laughs) All right. So. Here we go. So I'm gonna uh, draw these from random. I'm gonna say the question, and you're gonna you're gonna. I'm probably gonna say a couple right now because we gotta roll. Um, all right. So here's the first question. Oh, all right. So ten controversial questions, and you guys are gonna answer it. Um, we're just gonna <clears throat> give our short thoughts on it because we gotta we gotta close up shop. All right. First question is this: There could have been someone else. Who could have replaced Hulk Hogan to boost WWE in the 1980s? Yes or no? Um, no. What do y'all What do y'all think, uh, PNP Nation? There could have been someone else who could have replaced Hulk Hogan to boost WWE in the 80s, or is Hulk no. Hogan the guy? Not at all. Uh, Zed said no. GSP said no. <clears throat> Gross no. says yes. Okay, Gross. Who do you think? Who would have been uh, good? Rob says no. Um, what do y'all think? Evan says no. No. Um, Gross says, Gross the only one says yes. All the no's. Who do you think? They were thinking about doing, uh, I forgot, there was somebody that they were kind of pinging to be. Oh, I forgot what his name was. It was like he was just some kind of jobber. He ended up being like some type of like enhancement talent. But, uh, Gross says there's no star bigger than WWE. Okay. Um, Rob says people were different back then. Smarks didn't exist. Very good. Very good. Uh, very good point there. Very good point. Okay. <clears throat> Let's do one more question. And we will close up shop. All right. Next question is. Oh, okay. There you go. A woman's WrestleMania main event would have been more appealing if Asuka's undefeated streak remained. A woman's main event, a woman's WrestleMania main event would have been more appealing if Asuka's undefeated streak streak remained. That's the uh, that's the question we'll we'll do for now and. Um, <clears throat> 
Yes, Oscar versus Rousey versus Charlotte versus Becky. Four-way? Eh, I don't know about four-way. I think Oscar versus Rousey for one title and then Charlotte versus Becky for the other. I think Charlotte Becky for the SmackDown title. Oscar versus Rousey for the Raw title. I think that would have been two fantastic matches. Uh, Rob says, absolutely. Um... If they were uh, undefeated, Ronda versus undefeated Oscar. Whoa, well, man, I agree, Rob, 100%. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree. Um, JSP says yes, agrees. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, like I said, I, to me, much more appealing than a triple threat. I am not sold on a triple threat whatsoever. I think Charlotte Becky for the SmackDown title, Oscar undefeated versus Ronda Rousey heel uh, for the Raw title. That would have sold. Yep. All right, so let's do one more real quick before we go. Let's do one more. Here we go. Ah! <laughs> this is really good. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Y'all ready for this one? Okay. This is the last one. This is a great way to end the show. There is an intentional reason why no African American has been WWE champion. (laughs) When I said controversial, uh, I meant uh, you got to zoom in. I meant controversial. uh. (laughs) There's a zoom in. Uh, and these are totally from, uh, from, from what the, the, the people are saying. Uh, Zed says, oh, wow. Gress says, yes. Rob says, yes, because Vince is Irish. Uh, Zed said, see, I still include The Rock. Um, well, I don't. <laughs> because he's... I don't either. He's half Samoan. He's Samoan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> In the WWE, get us all Samoans. So, yeah. The Rock, the Rock has not been black since WrestleMania 13 when the <laughs> daddy came out the table against the Sultan. said, no broke. comment, I'll be nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm, okay. I'm just going to go by what y'all say. There's an intentional reason why no African if you think well, about that a little bit more, tweet at Chris, uh, Chris Prolific. Um, there you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it has been an honor. Plan B. I don't know, man. Plan B might be better than Plan A. So, <laughs> get a good time tonight. So, Sean Stasiak got back uh, to me. Uh, he's he's ready to come back on the show for a part two, man. So he was he was absolutely fantastic. I want to thank the PNP Nation. Uh, yes, I love it. Hashtag Plan B. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Yes, absolutely. Thanks, Zed. Says awesome show. Do me a favor, guys. Go ahead and uh, get that thumbs up. Um, thumbs up for the show. You know, so funny. I have like all these likes for the videos, but I have no comments. Y'all better leave some comments on the show or. Uh, I will uh, put you uh, 
Downey. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's coming on the show, guys. It's coming on, on YouTube. Um, been a fun show. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, on behalf of 362 episodes, big thanks to Sean. Big thanks to my boy Evan Tech Proud, as always. Um, Rob says you can't comment during, uh, but you can uh, comment uh, after. Uh. <laughs> so there you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I hope we're consignment for everyone. DHP says leave a comment after the stream is over. Absolutely. That is a homework assignment. Until next week, ladies and gentlemen, 362 episodes. Big thank you to Sean Stasiak, my boy Evan Tech Prout. Always remember, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, God bless. Uh, enjoy your week of wrestling. God bless. And always remember, I do it for you. <laughs> Have a good night, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. Bye-bye.